Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This episode is dedicated to the memory of Melissa Rose Chopel. I love you and I miss you, Missy. This is professional wrestling legend, downtown Bruno. Hi, this is Sassy Seppi. Hi, this is Leva Bates. This is Dustin Five Star. And Maria. And you're listening to the... And you are listening... And, and you're, you're listening, listening to, to the Oversell Podcast. It is episode 29, and we are talking all things professional wrestling and have a great interview scheduled with the great Cheyenne. Stick around. This is the Oversell Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Oversell Podcast. My name is Derek. I'm Dan. I'm Mike. And we are here to talk a little professional wrestling. Uh, been a tough week for me, um, but thank you for everyone. If you listen to this podcast, for reaching out for kind words. Lost my sister this week. Um, thank you once again for the kind words. Uh, but yeah, a lot going on in the wrestling world. You what got- a what a what a breaking. You know, last twenty four hours for the wrestling world. Yeah, really. Yeah. You know, um, Seth mm-hmm. Rollins uh, tours ACL overseas, wasn't it? In Ireland, yeah, yeah in, in Ireland. Dublin. And now we have a tournament at Survivor Series to crown a new world heavyweight champion. And it's going to be interesting here because Cena, I mean Cena, Rollins was a top is the top one of the top draws for the WWE right now. Yeah, yeah. and it's going to be interesting to see how they fill their shoes. What I'm thinking is going to happen. Dean Ambrose is going to go heel now. He's the only guy that could be a top heel besides Kevin Owens. We know they're not going right. to do something like that. And, you know, this this situation kind of reeks. Do you guys remember when The Rock um, joined up with the McMahons? When he was the, the corporate champ? Yeah. When he yeah. Was, yeah. 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 This could be something like that. Yeah, maybe. Um there's just so many different directions that can go, you know, um, and there's also predictable paths that can take, you know. Um, <laughs> I've seen plenty of jokes in the last, you know, six hours alone about Cena coming back. <laughs> the picture and where he's already running down the yeah. ramp. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we, we can joke about that all we want to, but that's a possibility. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, that... that uh, that's what's that's what's killer about that, you know. Uh, you can joke about that all you want to, but but you know, it's it's almost like you know WWE gave him that time off to film that reality series or whatever it is he's got off right now. They can flip the switch on that and turn and pull the plug on that immediately and bring him right back if they want to. Yeah, right. So I mean, it's their call, you know. I'm sure I'm I'm hoping they won't do it, um, you know, but they got to do something. Yeah, to keep the numbers up, and their ratings are in the toilet for Raw. And losing your world heavyweight champion is not going to help that at no, all. No, 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 no. So, very, very interesting time for WWE. There's, there's decisions to be made, and over the next week, a lot can play out in their favor, and a lot can play out and throw them further in the toilet. Yeah, it's just a careful um, situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, they they kind of got lucky with, you know, I guess the timing where they still have, you know, what, Plenty three weeks until up. the pay-per-view. So, yeah. I mean, they had time to, to plan it out. It's not like it happened, you know, the, the week before Survivor Series luckily, or something. Right. Luckily, you know. Uh, so, I mean, you know, it it almost seems like a backup plan was already in place just oh yeah. in case. You know. Well, who do we think is going to be in the tournament? I know Ambrose and Reigns. Those yeah. Just- Reigns definitely – there's tons of rumors that this could be the return of Daniel Bryan, and he comes in and you know gets the title back. Mm-hmm. 
Um, Cesaro, would he be in the tournament? I'm sure he will oh, be. Yeah. I'm sure there's going to be, you know, pretty much everybody in the tournament. Yeah, I'm just wondering how let, big they're going to make it. I mean, let's let, let's you know, shoot, you know, if if you're going to go all out, put everybody that's a contender in, you know, that at least you know people are behind. You right. know, put Ziggler in there, put Cesaro in there, put Bray Wyatt in there. You know, Bray Wyatt's probably going to be in a Survivor Series <laughs> match with Taker and yeah, and right, Kane, right. But but I mean, and then right now, you, you know, they've already had planned. Uh, they're already putting putting it together of uh, Alberto Del Rio and J- versus Jack Swagger. Mm-hmm. You got to wonder if that's still going to happen or if they're going to have Del Rio go ahead and enter the tournament. My yeah. goodness, the just I mean, the possibilities are endless right now. They, it's sad to say, but maybe Seth getting hurt was a good thing for. Yeah. For well, you never want to see someone story, but I get what wise, you're saying. You right. know, storyline wise, right? Maybe it was a good thing that that Seth got hurt because it mi- it mixes stuff up, and now everybody immediately shifts attention to WWE. Yeah, it's definitely going to draw on now. ESPN. Yeah, you know? ESPN mean, was the first to break the news. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> that ESPN is breaking. It was Jonathan Coachman who broke it. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that figures. All right. Um, yeah, it's it's just going to be interesting to see where this goes in the next couple of weeks. Um, the other thing in WWE right now that that's interesting is the whole uh, Page and Alundra Blaze going oh, back and forth on Twitter. Now, I would love to see shoot, Medusa is get this back a, in the ring. Is this a shoot or a work? Oh, this is a work one hundred percent. It's got to be. It's a work one hundred percent. But I would love to see Medusa get back in the ring. Yeah. I really yeah, would. Just, just that one more match. Just one more match. Yeah, make me happy. Yeah, that's. <laughs> You know that, and that would be something like that. Y- you could make a return that bring back the women's title. Yes, with oh, yeah. that. Yes, because mm-hmm. I did I, see. I like the comment page made. Like, I won't throw it in the title. Did you? Or see? I won't throw it in the trash. <laughs> did you see? Yeah, the hashtag. I won't throw the title in the trash. <laughs> that was pretty good. Um, did you see the table for three episode with Medusa, Molly Holly, and Ivory? I haven't been able to watch it yet. Uh, that was a pretty good episode. And about halfway through it, they go, divas. I'm not a diva. Are you a diva? And you're like, I'm a woman. Diva was like an <laughs> antiquated term back in the 60s or the 70s or right. 50s or whatever, wasn't it? You know, flapper girls, divas, whatever, you know. They start talking about that, and they go into that in depth. And I'm really surprised that WWE actually let that through and, you know, didn't edit that out of right. the whole, you know, conversation or whatever. So Yeah, that's an interesting show. Mm-hmm. I like it. I like it too. I like the premise and everything. Yeah, I really I like. Really, don't say anything about breaking ground. That, okay, I'll just say it's an awesome I have show. It, yes, and I love that it's narrated by narrated by William Shatner because I can listen to William Shatner talk all day long. Yeah. So you know, so something there's, about William Shatner's like, voice. There's only one other person that would be great narrating it. Yeah, that'd be Morgan Freeman. <laughs> <laughs> the rookies reported to the rookies reported to the performance center today. <laughs> <laughs> and they did backflips and hip tosses and all sorts of things. Someone jumped off the top rope, yes. and I thought it was the most amazing thing these old eyes have seen. <laughs> I, I, lo- I love the take on uh, what was it uh, when they when they're making fun of him on Family Guy about him <laughs> narrating, and he like starts talking about. The stuff on the side of the studio looks like a carton of eggs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's it's hilarious. But uh, anyway, they don't talk about breaking ground. Yeah, I, I, won't, I, I won't. want it to just, watch it. Just watch ground. it. It's it's extremely good. I, what the the ten twenty minutes I saw after uh, after the pay per view uh, right. was it the Hell in a Cell pay per view? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Um, the ten twenty minutes I saw after Hell in a Cell pay per view, it. it it grabbed me, so I want to watch it. So don't anybody say about breaking ground. We'll talk about that next week or something. So that's cool. Uh, but yeah, I. What else we got to talk about? <laughs> well, you guys, <laughs> you guys, I, I, work got in the way and I couldn't go. But I want to hear yeah. what you guys had to think about Memphis Wildfire Wrestling. I loved it. I was I was helping in the production of the show backstage. Uh, but uh, I was hoping of, being a fan out yeah, in the crowd. He was out in the crowd. He was cool. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the, I got to watch the whole show uh, because I was helping with production. I had to watch for certain things and, you know, turn lights off and on. So um, I enjoyed it. I really did. Uh, Lawler made an appearance. King made an appearance. And uh, he, I think he's going to continue a feud with uh, R&D, Raphael R&D, King yeah. and uh, – is it Dominic? I forget. Is uh, Dominique? 
is his. Uh, yeah, I'll have to look that up because I completely blanked out right yeah, now. Yeah, I I think I think that's his uh, his manager's name. But uh, they had a little altercation, and uh, <laughs> I think the ref almost the ref almost got hit too. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> the the, ch- the crowd was actually chanting, "Hit the ref! Hit the ref!" <laughs> well, my, Mike, and, this uh, is your first indie show, and I want to hear more from you. Like, what did you see that you liked? Yeah. Uh, what who what performers did you like? You know, I loved R and D. Raphael was that dude. great. I talked to him after the show. We're actually going to get him on the show the next month or so. Uh, I mean, like when they they pretty much started the show and mm-hmm. they came out and I mean instant heat. Yeah, yeah. They, I mean they were just great uh, at drawing the heat. The last um, two years of my wrestling career um, was when they started entering the area. And you know they were they were you know learn they were learning the ropes still a little bit on how to get heat and how to do certain things and everything. Uh, him and him and Dominic, Dominique. I, I hope I'm saying that right. I don't think <laughs> no, I. Oh, I'm pulling it up. I don't <laughs> think I am. But um, well, gonna, we're gonna find out shortly. <laughs> at, at Roundhouse Revival. He came out and cut an awesome heel. Promo. Hell yes, yes. And he's gotten awesome with promos. Yeah. You know he he. He has learned over the last two years, you know, because it, it's 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 a complete, it's uh, it's awesome to see the changes in guys over the years, mm-hmm. you know. And I've I've been in the ring for a short amount of time. I've been in the ring for seven years, but it's awesome to see the changes in people over the years. But you know, you you see them when they first get in the ring and they start doing stuff and everything, and you're like, uh and then you see him like a year later, and it's like he gets it now. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. He's learning, you know. And you feel you feel awesome for that guy, you know. And R and D, man, they sprouted up overnight. Mm-hmm. They did. They, I was they, really impressed by him when I saw him at yeah. Roundhouse Revival. Um, just you, like you said, they get it. Yeah, they, they get <laughs> it. There's some guys that don't get it, you know. And but no, R and D gets it. They they know how to handle themselves. What you think of? Uh, all pro Josh Crow and the Dazzler there, Mike. Dazzler, I like that. That that yeah. match started off a little iffy. There was a couple botches to start out, but they they fell into it. And Dazzler and did for shoot hurt his knee because I got okay. to talk to him backstage afterwards because it looked like he did hurt his knee about uh, a quarter to halfway through the match, and he did legit hurt his knee. But he carried on like a trooper and went through oh, yeah. the rest of the match, and it was fantastic. Well, who else did you get to see, Mike? It was a uh, Redrick Redrum mm-hmm. and Bloody Mary. Now, Bloody Mary, I think, is new. Yeah, from what I saw. Yeah. Right? This she, first I've appearance. never seen her before. Okay. I, I'm not exactly. <laughs> and you will never forget her. Oh my God! Yeah. <laughs> Why is that? Okay, you know. Why you know, is it, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> you know Nicki Minaj, what she's famous for? Yeah, yeah. her booty. Yeah. Uh-huh. There you go. Okay. Yeah. All right. And all she had to do was walk out there, and immediately everybody was like, "My God!" Yeah, <laughs> I mean, everybody stood up—men, women, every kids. Yeah, they were all amazed. Yeah, I mean, it was it was booty <coughs> worship. But uh, <laughs> but they got into it with one of your favorites, Chris Lex. Yeah, my boy, your boy, Chris, Chris Lex. Lex. Pow, pow. <laughs> yeah, pow. please tell me they're doing the pow. They were doing the pow. Yes, they were doing the pow. I love Chris Lex, man. Well, what'd you think? What'd you think of Chris Lex? I liked him. He again, is, he's another one I talked to afterwards. The, you know, real good guy. Uh, uh, he's an extremely nice guy. But, anytime I, I talk mean, he, to him. he's a hard worker in the ring. Yeah, and he gets he has. I don't know what it is about him, but he has an immense connection with folks in a crowd. He just connects to them. He. Uh, there were people there that only came there to see Chris Lex. We, <laughs> me and me and Mike got to talking to people right and. Uh, we're we're handing out our flyers for the podcast and everything, and we walk over to this one section of people and everything, and this guy literally tells us, you want the highest ratings you've ever had on the podcast? You need to get Chris, Chris Lex on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I'm, I, want, I really want to get him on because we'll I get think, him on. Yeah, I think he's a, he'd be a fun interview. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I talked to him about it. And yeah. it, what was his entrance music? Was it still crossfade cold no uh it was something yeah yeah uh wildfire doesn't they don't use and they don't use license they don't use licensed music i Mm -hmm. think uh because i don't know if it's because he wants to like record it and put it on tv down Uh, down the line or something but like he has his own video entrances that come up on the screen 
and he puts music to the video entrances and stuff like that. So he doesn't use people's like licensed music and everything. I think partially because he can't. You right. Know, if that po- if that gets reposted on YouTube or something like that, it'll probably get shut down or something. So okay, well, that makes sense. Yeah. Oh. Um, Going back to uh, R and D real quick. <laughs> Devin. Devin. Oh, God. I'm sorry, Devin. (laughs) I'm sorry. Devin Nicole. That's right. Yep. Yep. I'm I'm sorry. I'm I'm on a eight hour work day. That's all. That happens. I'm trying to remember shit and I can't. That happens. Yeah. Uh, Who else was there? Also got to see Precious. Precious is something. That's something else. (laughs) What'd you think of the way he sells? Did he do his ouch, ouch, ouch? If so, I didn't hear it. Okay. Uh, That was a loud crowd. How how many people were there? Um, huh. over close to a hundred. It was around a hundred. Oh, is what I think. That's a yeah. hell of a house. Close for to a hundred like or over a yeah, hundred. That's great. Yeah. Close, close to or over a hundred. I w- I would put that number at. I really would. But yeah, it was and a live crowd too. I mean, they weren't sitting on their hands or nothing. And and Mike got to see firsthand uh, the uh, you know people who actually get into the show. Oh yeah. And you know, holler skank and bitch and everything else at the yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't like to not use, carrying, I'm not, gonna not carrying totally that there's a five year old child sitting right next to them. that they you brought know, when that, I they, that they brought <laughs> when I go to MEW, like I'll, I'll give the heels hell, like uh, Josh Stone. That's one of my favorite guys to give hell to because he's from Little Rock, Arkansas. Josh Cross. 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 Damn it, I, I did got, it again. That's the third time I've corrected anyway, you. Anyway, Josh Cross <laughs> from Little Rock, Arkansas. And you know what? I'm going to give it uh, – if he's listening. Okay. They, could, they correct me on Devin Nicole, so now I get to correct you on Josh Cross. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he he's a great worker, and uh, he, uh, you know, he, he gets hit good heat. And, yeah. like, my favorite thing to yell at him when he comes in the ring is, oh, great, go back to Jonesboro. Mm-hmm. And he, I'm not, I'm from Little Rock. That shows how stupid you are. Mm-hmm. Does it really matter? <laughs> Was Del Tucker at this show? No. No Del Tucker? No, no, no. Del Tucker's not at this show. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think who else they had. They had they had a tag team match at the end of the night. Well, before before that, uh, uh, R&D actually came out and had the match. It was the trick-or-treat match against Antonio uh, Garza. Garza. Yeah. Yeah. Did I tell you last week we had a when we were discussing MEW who I did I, did I tell you I remembered who wrestled Kid Crazy? Uh no. It's Brandon Espinosa. Okay, yeah. Okay. And he went over. Yeah. That yeah. dude Brandon Espinosa can work too. Espinosa's been around a while. He he knows his stuff. Was he No, I think he was at. Was he there this weekend? Or was he at Wildfire? Mm, no. No, no, no. no. Okay. He wasn't there. Okay. Thought I saw that he was advertised. Maybe um, mm, no. Yeah, it's been a long week. But so. yeah. Raphael and Garza had real entertaining match. Yes, yes. <laughs> there was the trick or treat one. They had there's a treat bag up on different poles of the ring, and you know once you got up there, you know one was going to be good, one was going to be bad, and it was funny. Like early in the match, uh, I know Raphael went for a pin on Garza. And, you know, he laid down, went for the pin, was waiting, and the ref was like, it, this, no, you've got to get one of these. You know, he kept pointing, and Raphael was like, why? I have him down right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was the ref's fault. Yeah. Uh, that was totally the ref's fault. I, I, don't under, I didn't understand the reasoning behind yeah. what Rashad was trying to do, but I think that was a botch on the ref's part. You know, it, you don't in the, in the matches like that, you don't have to get what's on the pole to get no. a pin or whatever, yeah. you know. <clears throat> Uh, unless it's specified. Exactly. You know? Yeah. So, and they didn't specify it, so, you know, you can still pin the guy without but having it, to get up there. It? <laughs> it was funny to see that happen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, who then, but he eventually started counting the pins. Oh, yeah. After, yeah. I mean, it was a good 20 seconds of them arguing back and forth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was hilarious. It sounds like y'all had a blast. Who else was there? Uh, I saw, th- I did see the video. That is the match, though, uh, at the end of it, uh, you know, uh, Raphael went over, he got the win, uh, then just unloaded on Garza, kept talking trash to Lawler, who was off at, you know... A, he was off on the uh, autograph desk, over on the game right. desk. So Lawler comes in and cleans house, basically. Yeah. Lawler came in with a bunch of uh, lefts and rights and everything. I think Lawler even went for a strap, because he got backed up <laughs> into the corner. Yeah. He went for the strap, but he had a T-shirt on. Oh. He was just like... <laughs> He just kind of just like threw his hands up in the ring, and went fuck it. And yeah, <laughs> they're going after him. That's awesome. Lawler showed up, man. I, that's. Uh, <clears throat> uh, but Doug. yeah, the 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 main event, Derek King 
and Dustin Starr. And I saw a video from that match where um, what's it? Terrence T Bone T Bone said <laughs> Dustin or no fives or he Derek, called he called Dustin he almost Derek. called Dustin Derek yeah, yeah and stopped before but every, it was too late everybody <laughs> had already heard the, it and everybody went oh and from the reaction I saw like oh Derek Derek nailed it perfectly oh yeah it was hilarious but they teamed up against Action Jackson and Johnny Dotson what'd you think of Action Jackson that was a both of them were great mm-hmm. I mean they were entertaining as hell I think every time I looked up at Action Jackson I'm like why is he wearing a parachute yeah no it's a water pack <laughs> it's a yeah. camel pack yeah. yeah but it just all I could think of is he was wearing a parachute so I was yeah. like this guy has to be did, a high flyer did he did did he hit someone with the water those you, that's I, yeah, he went for the he, uh, he went for the hip toss. Oh, that's uh, right. Derek, that's Derek right. King yeah. tried to hip toss him, and he goes, "Wait!" And then he pointed down. And he goes, "What are those?" Uh, <laughs> I bet the crowd came unglued. <laughs> oh yeah. All right. So, Mike, I got to ask you, like, what did you think of seeing Dustin Starr and Derek King? They're like, I even like made notes of everything, and the one thing I had to say about them was like the chemistry between those two. Yeah. I mean, even though they were tagging, you could tell. I mean, you knew they had, uh, you know, a few. Previously, they had wrestled against each other with just a couple weeks before or mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, they played off each other so well. And, that you know, that's the first time I'd ever seen uh, Star wrestle. And he's amazing. Yeah. And same for Maria. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Dustin is, is, is just so smooth. You know, Derek is – Derek's a veteran of the game by now. Can we call – he's oh, a yeah. – yeah, and, and yeah. He, Oh, yeah. You know, and, and – when you get to talk to him, yeah. I like talking to Dustin and Derek. And Dustin, Dustin's a veteran as well. He yeah. just he doesn't have as many years as Derek, I don't think. But you know, he he's pretty much been in there and done that wherever Derek's been. You know, with the exception of OVW, I think. Did so, you see? I mean, uh, Dustin's been hosting like local Memphis yes, in the morning yeah, this week. Well, he's, yeah, he's yeah. promoting. He's got a. Um, bodybuilding competition yeah i think, this, I think it's weekend this weekend yeah. in nashville like yep. he's hosted a few days maria hosted yep. i think yesterday and then he's back on again tomorrow but they're i think that that's part of their uh usp labs promotion yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. They, yeah. they were able to get them on uh the local news or whatever uh to promote the show <laughs> and to get people to know that there's that bodybuilding competition coming up in nashville so. but they were great i know you know after the match was over uh dustin and Derek got into it a little bit mm-hmm Derek stays in the ring, calls him back out. Him and Maria come back out and, you know, challenging each other, basically. And, you know, Dustin's about to go to the ring, and Maria's like, no, you're not going to do it tonight, no. And Dustin turns around to Derek, and it was just, to me, I don't know, it was just perfect and hilarious. He was like, you are so lucky she said no. So lucky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then turned around and walked off. That's, I mean, it, that's just That was great. That's great. That's awesome. So, Mike, your first indie show here in Memphis. What'd you think overall? I'll be back. Good. Now you know what you need to do. What do I need to do? You need to go to MEW with me now. <laughs> I may have to work that in. No, November twentieth. It's only seven bucks. It's going to be at forty fifty North Watkins. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a tag team turmoil mm-hmm. con- uh, show. A lot of tag team wrestling. Come see stars like Tattoo, Del Tucker, Chris Lex. Pow. Pow, pow! I love Chris Lex, man. I don't. I, I, he's awesome. Um, other greats, I think Espinosa will be there. You know, Nemesis the Clown is back and waiting to. Yeah, two people you have to see now are Nemesis the Clown, which I, you need to see him as well, yeah. Dan. Um, and I want to see the Viking guys you're talking about. Well, they haven't been in MEW in a while, so I think him, them, and the Hooligans they travel around together. Right. Kind of like um, how CM Punk and um, Colt Cabana used to. Right, travel right. around all the time and face each other at different shows. That's what the it's called the Viking War Party, and uh, yeah, I'd love for them to come back. Maybe maybe they'll be at this show because those guys scared the piss out of me. Like literally, <laughs> when they picked up a chair and I thought they were going to throw it at someone, I I, I peed a little. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm I'm really excited for that MEW show. Uh, so, what else going on in the wrestling world, guys? Man. What uh, God, there was some other uh, WWE stuff that, that happened, wasn't there? Uh, well, Raw this week was all right. Um, you know, uh, it, it just it Seth getting hurt just throws a wrench into things, and it's going to be interesting to see how they recover. It's like you said though, the ratings aren't getting any better. No. Um, 
And uh, this was this was another thing I wanted to bring up. Um, it seems that Jerry Jarrett, one of the original yeah, USWA, I didn't wa- yeah, I wanted uh, to talk about yeah. that. The, um, he's one of the original USWA, CWA, Memphis Wrestling. He was the he was the, one of the masterminds behind Memphis Wrestling. Behind period. Channel Five Wrestling. Behind all the Channel yeah. Five stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he, you know, for years, ha- him and Jeff were not getting along. We're not speaking to one another. And they recently buried the hatchet and have started speaking to one another That's again. Good. And um, you know, uh, he was co- he was a co-founder of TNA mm-hmm. uh, along with his son Jeff. Um, and just you know, at, it, it's it's good to see uh, Jerry getting involved in the wrestling business again because he was such such an integral person in Memphis wrestling um, back when he wrestled and as a promoter. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he both, you know, in both instances, he made differences uh, by leaps and bounds in the wrestling business. Yeah, he was the one that, you know, he tore away, um, for those that don't know, Jerry Jarrett. Um, we, back in the Memphis Territory days, uh, wrestling was on a network here, Channel 13, what's known as Fox here now. Um, and they were, it was run by a guy, I believe his name is Nick Goulas. Mm-hmm. Nick is it Gulag or Gulas? I think Gula. it's Gulas. Gulas. Gulas, something like that. Something. I don't know. And, you know, he was in Nashville, and the to- the brand would go every which way, and I think money was not going what the way it should, mm-hmm. and they were drawing houses and stuff like that. So Jerry Jarrett talked to Channel 5, and he said, listen, I can bring Dave Brown, Lance Russell, and Jerry the King Lawler with me, and we can put wrestling on at Channel 5. And he did, and history was made. Yeah. That was back when Memphis wrestling was on top. It was some of the best wrestling ever, and it g- it gave birth to um, and anybody who everybody who yeah. is a WWE legend or anywhere else, Ric Flair, Hulk they, Hogan, they came through Memphis. Warrior, Sting, Macho Man, Taker, Taker, Rock, Rock, a- Angle, Too Cool. Yep, all right. every, every bit of them. Um, let me pull this up right quick. <laughs> Did y'all see the? Uh, <laughs> I've got it pulled up here. In Great North Wrestling up in Canada, the guy who's ripping off the rocks. Yeah, that made some. <laughs> yeah. That made it around this week. <laughs> I'm sure no, someone wasn't happy there. Uh, it, no, everybody's laughing at that guy. Yeah, and that's as you can see that that's the guy. Yeah. Well, that's. But I mean, yeah, he, he a, goes, but you know, pretty much word for word. <laughs> So, but apparently, but it's horrible. Uh, apparently, back to the Jerry Jarrett thing, though. Uh, apparently, he is uh, doing like a reality series, uh, kind of similar to Tough Enough, is what they're comparing it to. Um, say there's like the gist of the project. Let's see. I'm I'm reading the article on WrestleZone.com here. I read it alert earlier, and I'm just kind of scanning over, getting the highlights here. Um, they're going to start out with a pool of about 30 to 50 talents to begin the process. Uh, competitions will take place at smaller venues across the country with vi- finalists from the smaller markets then competing against each other at the major market events in cities such as Las Vegas, New York, and Orlando. With regards to the competitions, wrestlers will perform in the ring in front of a three-judge panel, and if the judges don't like something about the match... You can end the bout with the press of a buzzer. And this is, oh. <laughs> okay. Well, this sounds I a lot worse. I don't know <laughs> if I like that or yeah. not. Right. Because you can, here, and here's the thing. Here's the thing about that. Shit happens in the ring. Right. And you can recover, you know. And that was one of the things that when I had my WWE tryout that uh, William Regal told me. You know, and I did. I had some flubs in my match, and I don't mind admitting it. You know, I got in front of the WWE guys and just totally went blank and, you know, had my moment where I just totally went screwball and started flubbing some stuff. And William Regal told me, he says, it doesn't matter if you flub. It matters how you recover from the flub. Mm-hmm. You know, if you, might, if you mess something up, it's okay. But if you recover from that and you turn that into something into the match then you learn on the fly and you can learn on the fly by doing that and everything so it's cool 
So it sounds to me like if there's a botch, they just hit the buzzer and like, oh, nope, you're out. Yeah, yeah I don't think. I, I don't <laughs> and like I don't that. think I like that. <laughs> All right, so but, you know, it could be different. You oh, know, yeah. it could be where they just wait until it's just an absolute train wreck five minutes in and then do something about it. All right. Well, I think we got everything set up. I want to hear this guy that's supposed to be the Rock. Okay. So Mike, oh, you got you got him hooked up on audio. Yep. Oh, all right. Let's see. Let's hear this. Let's see if this works. I'm not hearing it. It's just starting. Oh, okay. Finally. Uh oh. The Rock Jr. is coming to Great North Wrestling. He's not even the Rock Junior. <laughs> no, it's Rock Jr. <laughs> November twenty seventh. Everyone in Jean-Marc Lalonde Arena is going to witness the jabroni beaten, the pie eaten, the trailblazing. I mean, be original. Step off the brake, put your foot on the gas. Rock JR coming to whoop some candy ass. Rocklin. Rock JR says this. Come on, man. He hopes you're ready. This isn't even like an homage. All right, pause that a second. You're ready pause it a second. Just pause rock it. Jared. Okay. Every time he says JR, I just want to yell barbecue sauce. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 That's how bad this is. He's, I mean, steady, it's, he, uh, he's cutting a promo on JR. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> JR. The rock JR. What, Go ahead. The, what? <laughs> Let's Come finish. Out and do exactly what he does best. And that's like the smackdown on some candy ass. Rockland, Rock JR is going to bring it. If is this like a so? This is like a Canadian rock. Yeah, the Rock JR is doing the eyebrow. Bringing, and it's actually a. the left eyebrow. <laughs> or, a. <laughs> like the only thing that was missing from that is like. I'm sorry, that's the Rock's going to tell you what it's all about. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm but sorry. The more you listen to him, though, he sounded like Christian doing a rock impression. It yeah. did, yeah. <laughs> if I wasn't if I wasn't looking at him in the face, if I'd have just heard that audio, yeah, I would have. Uh, <laughs> I would have definitely thought that was Christian. That's hilarious. I mean, I'll back it up here. Just and he's not, it's not even saying the Rock Junior. He's saying the Rock Jr. Jr. Yeah. What the hell? And if you can feel what the Rock is bringing, the Rock Jr. What? Yeah, I'm just I'm gonna start I'm gonna start part of it again just so you can hear now that we've made the, the Christian yeah, reference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm not looking at him. Rocklin. Rock JR says this. November twenty seventh. He hopes you're ready. He hopes you're ready to be electrified. And he hopes you're ready for Rock JR to come out and do exactly what he does best. And that's like the smack down on some candy ass. Yeah, I, I, no. That, that's <laughs> no, 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 no. There's a difference between and stealing see, a gimmick and just recreating. Didn't, didn't. Um, I think Shawn Michaels said it best a few weeks ago on Raw, didn't he? Like, Where when he, he was, was talking about like, I never wanted to be the next Hulk Hogan. I wanted to be the only me in professional right. wrestling. Yeah. Like he didn't, you know, people are he never wanted to about, be the number two. Yeah, he never wanted to be the second coming of Hulk Hogan or whatever. He wanted to be just him, right. you know. And I think that was great, you know, to say. And I think that guy needs to listen to that. <laughs> 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 you know? But I'm just... I, d I don't get the fake gimmicks that I see all the time, yeah. you know, because there's plenty of people running around in these independent shows, you know, doing Undertaker gimmicks and doing, uh, you know, I think I even saw a sheet gimmick and all kinds of, you know, I've seen I've seen just terrible gimmicks over the years, and it was obvious they were impersonating something somebody who was a legend or, you know. That's just. So what did, what did y'all think about, you know, a few years ago in TNA, the Black Machismo? That see that's something see, totally that's, different. That was funny. That was funny, and it was meant to be funny. And Jay Lethal was funny when he does it, and he was good at it. Yes, he was. Yeah. he was funny when he did Ric Flair. Yeah, that when he cut that promo on Flair oh, as God. Flair. Oh, and you know, I'll tell you something else that TNA did that was hilarious was Shark Boy when yeah. he started coming out and impersonating Stone Cold. Yeah. <laughs> that <laughs> that made me laugh my ass off every time. I, I when it first when it first happened, I was just like, what the hell is this? And then he came out and he started drinking clam juice at the yeah. top rope and shit. And I'm like, <laughs> this 
this is hilarious, you know, because it was a parody, you know, it was a parody of what Stone Cold does. So right. it was great, you know, and you knew it was, a, everybody knew it was a parody, just like everybody knew it was a parody when Jay Lethal did it, you know, but this is this just, is that's, not this is parody. a stab this in is the dark and not hitting anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the, this is just, that's just, you know, boring. Yeah. Well, let, uh, well, we got some time before Cheyenne calls in. I wanted to do our Memphis Wrestling History Moment, Ooh. brought to you by Mark James. What you got there? Uh, this was the closest one I could find for right now. November third, nineteen eighty. Which we probably need to. I need to start. We need to start at the front of the book. I just keep flipping around. Next well, week I, we'll I start. Try to, I try to find one that's nearest to the date of the current. Yeah, this yeah, is where we're at. I could, yeah. I, so November third, nineteen eighty, championship wrestling at the Mid South Coliseum. The we'll go from the uh, bottom of the card to the top, and I'm actually looking at the prices too. Five dollars for a ticket. Back in when? 1980. 1980. Yeah, that's a lot of money back in 1980. Yeah. Um, General admission seats were only three (laughs) dollars. Anyway, uh, Guy Mitchell and Sonny King versus Tommy and Eddie Gilbert. You know, I would have loved that match being the (laughs) Eddie Gilbert mark that I am. Oh yeah. Tony Charles versus the Angel. Not to be confused with the Dark Angel, Damone Salavino. I doubt he was around then. I doubt he was even born then. (laughs) (laughs) Dr. Bill Irwin and Larry Latham were uh, the champions with Jimmy Hart taking on Ken Lucas and Rick Morton. Bet you that was a great match to watch. Um, And the main event, the Boogie Woogie Man and some Jimmy Valiant, baby. Oh, yeah, baby. Oh, mercy, daddy. We're going to come down here to Memphis, Tennessee. He was tagging with Bill Dundee and taking on Tommy Rich and Bobby Eaton with manager Jimmy Hart. Now, how cool would it be to go back and watch that match? Nice. All four of those guys are legends. Yeah. Bobby Eaton is probably one of the greatest tag team wrestlers ever. I, yeah. Next to Arn Anderson. And I got to wrestle Bobby Eaton and pin Bobby Eaton. Yeah. And I know Bobby Eaton personally. Bobby is one of the most nicest guys you'll ever meet in the wrestling business. And there's been a couple of documentaries in the works on him. And I really hope some of that comes to fruition on uh, the documentaries and stuff like that. I've seen like two come to fruition but never get past the point of production. Right. And, you know, Bobby is one of the guys that the world should know about. Yes, I agree. You know, <clears throat> all right. Let me read off the quick results here. Ken Lucas and Rick Morton retained, regained the AWA Southern Tag Team crown last night at Mid South Crossing by beating Bill Irwin and Larry Latham. In other wrestling bouts before 3,684 people, Tommy and Eddie Gilbert beat Zulu and Sonny King. Robert Gibson beat the Angel, not to be confused with Damone Salavino. That's my new joke. <laughs> Billy Robinson and Guy Mitchell were both counted out. When neither could re-enter the ring in their match, and Jimmy Valiant, the handsome Jimmy Valiant, boogie woogie man, and Bill Dundee beat Tommy Rich and Bobby Eaton. Yeah, that this this book is freaking awesome. Any of the books Mark's has, we got to get Mark on the show. We're gonna have to yeah. one day. That, I mean, I, I, we're, I, we're gonna work on that as soon as we get an opening in the schedule and Mark's schedule opens. Yeah, we what, what, that. What that I don't think we should do that over the phone though. We need to see if we can get together with him. Yeah. And I, do it I, live. I don't know if he's local here. We might be able to work on that. Yeah, that'd be uh, that'd be cool to have him live here in the studio or over at his house, whatever. Okay, but uh, we can work on that definitely. Yeah, I really, uh, re- I, b- I bet picking his brain. I bet you it, we'd have a lot of fun. Oh yeah. So all right, well we are going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to be talking to the great Cheyenne. I can't wait. Stick around. This is the Oversell Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back. And joining us now on the Oversell Hotline is a wrestler I've been following on Twitter for a couple of years now. Um, really impressed whenever I get to watch any of her stuff online. Uh, she's very cool. Join us now is the great Cheyenne. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me, guys. You guys are awesome for doing what you do and putting out the wrestling news on your podcast. Well, we appreciate that. And uh, we... Me and Derek both have actually been fans. Uh, I was uh, I was wrestling with Derek's dog before we got a chance to talk, but uh, I've actually been following you and Malachi as well. Um, and uh, I think I think uh, what brought us together was an incident you guys had uh, back a few years ago, where uh, some guy almost broke Malachi's ankle, and uh, yeah, we, he had to shoot on him to get him off of him. Well, I don't think I don't think there was a he came close. He did it. Oh, okay. And Malachi almost ripped his arm off. Okay, from yeah. From what yeah. I remember. Yeah. Right. 
So it, it was a it was a fracture, but the, the ankle was already injured. You know, it was. There's a lot of inside story on that, you know, but. Uh, I think you got, so you yeah, guys actually produced a, huge, a video. Um, you you, you guys produced a video uh, explaining a lot of that and everything. So right, right, yeah. and uh, so. Well, what got it was you? Unfortunate uh, that, yeah, go ahead. It was unfortunate that his side didn't get as loudly uh, heard as much as the the video that was portraying him in a negative light yeah. got all of the uh, steam. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. They um, people like that don't like to hear the truth, and the truth is, you know, you, right. you work to protect the other guy and to actually put on a show. If you knock the guy exactly. out or hurt the guy in the first two minutes, there's not and, a show. <laughs> and you know what? That guy's not even in the business anymore either. So it's oh, like, big oh, shocker. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. But, you know, we're used to taking heat, so we're good at it. And we love uh, we love hearing, you know, the crowd not like us, though. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's what happens when you're healed, so... Well, uh, I'd like I'd like to hear how you got your start in the business, and uh, you well, know, what, before what got or, you into pro wrestling? There you go. Well, I whenever I get asked that question, I always go back to my roots. I grew up on the west side of Chicago, so <laughs> I there wasn't a day. I mean, there were days, but mostly going to school was trouble, and coming back from school was trouble. I mean, it was a pretty high gang infested area, or people who were just on the wrong garbage, and uh, I, you just always had to fight. I grew up fighting, so it's like before I was wrestling, I was doing martial arts for like six years. Oh, nice. And uh, I was just always crazy about martial arts, and I, I remember crying when Bruce Lee passed away and when Brandon Lee passed away, and so I've always been a, a aficionado for the art of fighting. And uh, I had friends that were doing the wrestling and they would just see how intense I always was and they're like you have to come to wrestling you have to wrestle with us you just have to you'd be awesome and uh you know it was a, a learning uh twist because with with martial arts you go through and you hit and you don't hold back oh yeah with wrestling you make contact but you 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 know you you know you're doing something different you're not trying to really kill somebody you're trying to perform an art uh as well, but it's slightly different than the martial arts. So it was, it was one of those things that after three months of asking me all the time, come on, go practice with us, go practice. The first day I practiced, I fell in love and I was hooked. I mean, because you all grow up watching wrestling and uh, liking it. I just never saw myself doing it. And when I when mm -hmm. I got to train with Malachi and a couple other people. I just was so hooked. I quit rest. I quit uh, martial arts, and I've been doing wrestling ever since. Well, how old were you? So, if uh, I if I may I be so started, bold to ask. <laughs> when, <laughs> well, when I started uh, martial arts, I was 24, I believe. Uh, yeah, I was 24, and then when I did the uh, switch over to wrestling, I was 30. Ah, okay. So you you got you got into the business about the same age that I did. Um, so I was I I was thirty when I got in, and everybody yeah. says I had like a midlife crisis or something, and I had to prove to myself that I wasn't old or something. But <laughs> no, I was like, no, this is something I always wanted to do. This was wrestling, and, right? You know, and you just, so. and it just started to take form at that when you found it, and that happened to be when it was. So mm -hmm. it's the same for me. I just fell in love with it at that point because I've always loved theater. I've always loved. Uh, you know, I don't love drama, but I like theatrics and drama. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, and and sports. You know, being an athletic person, and of course, the whole element of fighting and and war is is always an intrigue to me. Growing up on the west side of Chicago in the hood. <laughs> oh yeah. Well. So, um... How, how, how would you get like uh, formal training? Did you have Did you have any uh, formal training uh, other than Malachi and uh, and the others who were uh, stepping in the <laughs> ring with you? Or from um, the the formal training I had was um, the local schools that were here, mm -hmm. and there was really nobody of of any name. But when I did get opportunities to wrestle with people that were um, that were like Bob Backlund was when I started the travel, which was actually like maybe almost two, like two year mark into the business mm -hmm. when I realized that Chicago wrestling is not 
it. And I need to get out to learn more and to see the different styles and see different attitudes towards wrestling, different locker rooms, different promoters, different different places, different regions. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's when I went to the East Coast like for eight months, every month, twice a month. We were driving up there, and Bob Acklin was a huge help, a big staple in what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, he would always critique my matches. He would always take the time to give me feedback. And, like, my chihuahua humped his leg one day when we were <laughs> hanging out at the room. <laughs> uh, that, that, that's a conversation starter right there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my dog, Pub shows. He, he humped his leg, and we were just chilling having uh, chicken and just talking about wrestling. And uh, he was, I learned a lot from him. I learned a lot from Mm -hmm. everything he was telling me. That's awesome. Um, So opportunities like that, um, dealing with people like that. Uh, Apollo also was another person. He's the one from Puerto Rico Mm -hmm. that was, uh, uh, he started out in TNA with LAX. Um, Like several people like that. But, um, any formal long-term training from a name mill. The best one that I can say would be Malachi, aside from people when I was traveling. Mm-hmm. Well, now, where, ahead, where all of you um, traveled to? Uh, we I've had four tours to Southeast Asia, which included different countries as we were out there. Um, oh, wow. Mostly Nepal, but India as well. And then along the way, um, the U.K. and France and Brussels. Now, they were small I, shows, but nonetheless, they were awesome experiences. I definitely and, remember uh, seeing uh, in one of your videos, um, it might have been in the video that was produced uh, about the whole ankle incident, um, right. where you guys are getting off of a bus, and I think people are putting uh, flower lays around your neck and everything. Where, where was that at? Was that in India? That that was in India, and those that footage was in India and Nepal. Okay. Unfortunately, what I what's so difficult in this business a lot of times is if you don't have a camera crew, a camera guy with you, it's such a struggle to get footage from people sometimes because it's almost like they don't want you to publicize what you do. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> but, but, but you know, we've done our best to kind of do what we can with what we have, and and we have. Well, you guys, are, you guys are definitely doing a good job with the video production and everything. Because uh, I, I you know, before tonight, I did watch a video. I believe it was a day in the life of a female wrestler, and it was about you. And I think you and Malachi had put it together. And yeah, he 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 had video of you uh, constantly, you know, talking and everything over, you know, uh, you know, you behind the scenes putting your boots on and everything like that. And I got to tell you. I was impressed with like the conviction of how you were talking and everything. It was just like I was I was into it about yeah, this girl loves wrestling <laughs> and she yeah, wants she loves the wrestling business and she wants to be a part of it. It's because it's such a hard business if you're not fed the right the right avenues or if you're not not given the right opportunities or if you don't run into the right people. It, it's such a struggle and it's like you can do a million shows, but if there's no footage or people don't give you your promos like I, I can't tell you how many promos that I've cut that are so that I would think are really good and I want to see because I need to critique myself I'm never going to see because they never got aired and those people won't release them to you and it's like I don't know what the thing is about that but it's just such a hard business sometimes yeah and I, I not, totally I'm feel you on that <laughs> to, the thing about the internet too is that people are always just trying to say oh my life is wonderful oh i'm so pretty oh i have a great life oh this is fantastic oh i did a wonderful deal here and i did that over there and you know what i'm sorry i'm here to tell you i did great but in order to do great i've failed greatly and i've suffered greatly so when i win this belt you can say all you want about wrestling being fake, but my trials have been real, and my win is in my heart, and I feel it to the tips of my fingers and the, the, the ends of my hairs that are standing on, on end because the struggle is so real. So That's awesome. disrespect my sport all you want, mm-hmm. but what I've put into it is my my heart, my blood, and my guts, and you can't take that from me. I don't care who you are. Yeah. And it's just so hard to get the right person to either participate in that with you or to 
or to catch it and view it or, or just to get it all in the right time at the right place is, is, is it takes a lot. Yeah. It just takes a lot sometimes. And sometimes the stars are not aligned with us. Yeah. And <laughs> so, I, I totally feel you on that. Uh, you know, cause to this, to this day, you know, I was in the business a total of seven years and, uh, just kind of got out because I, I started noticing my knees going, you know, and I didn't want to be one of those guys that stays in the business and they were like, oh, you know, you should have retired years ago, you know? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you know what? And I'm better as a trainer, really. Honestly, I love training people and seeing, you know, they get it, you know, they get it over time and everything, you know, and I'm never going to be a notable enough name to train a whole bunch of people, but, you know, it is what it is, you know. But uh, right. I, I totally get what you're saying about, you know, as fake as it is or as predetermined or whatever you want to say. I, I hate the word fake. Yeah, we I all hate, hate the word fake. fake. Myself, we all I'm hate the word fake. I'm terms that people, <laughs> people use, that people use and they, they come at you with and you look at them in disbelief like, no, you didn't just approach me like that. Do you know what I could do? Yeah. <laughs> you know, but I'm just kind of like resonating what, what I hear often that disturbs me. And it's like I use their terms because I think that when I send my messages, like even on my promos, or it's it's choreographed. It may be predetermined, but with my conviction, you you do a double take and you think, "Whoa, she looks like she's really gonna fight." Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've had girls in the back be like, "She looks like she's really getting ready for a fight," and I and I just step back for a second. I think, "Well, wait a minute." Isn't that what I'm supposed to be doing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, I have one of those like moments where I just tell myself, be like, oh, I can't just, why, why? Yeah. And I just go out and take it with me to the ring, you know, so it's not all completely. I, I got, I got you know, extremely like lucky. I got extremely lucky in the fact that I didn't have to go off in a corner and, you know, get all quiet or anything like that or listen to music or whatever. I, I got to a point where I could flip it on and off like a light switch and go out there and just do the thing and everybody, I'd come to the back and, you know, be all friendly again and everybody would be like, what the heck? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I do the same too. Like when I cut a promo, I'm like, hey, you know, just whatever. And then I cut the promo and it's like a complete 360 and Everybody stops and people will be coming up to to look and see what the heck is going on. Yeah. And it's just, it's the <laughs> you know, and, and if I get it in one take, it's just like, okay, we're good, cut, and it's like I'm back to my normal self. And people will be like, what? Yeah. And you get you get the people coming up and you're like, you gave me nightmares for what you did last week, and I'm like, well, I did my job then. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. You absolutely do. But wrestling is awesome because I wasn't wrestling and I did that on a normal day. People would think I'd be bipolar. <laughs> well, I love wrestling makes everything good. Mm-hmm. Well, I love I love with the way that you know I I only listened to about ten fifteen minutes. I think it was a thirty minute video of uh, you just talking yes. and everything, and I loved the conviction in your voice of talking about the wrestling business and everything. And it was great. And uh, have you, you got have you got any more have you got any shows coming up uh, that you're going to be on that you want to uh, talk about or anything or I do this Saturday um, I will be at New Wave Pro Wrestling in Terre Haute, Indiana, and I will be defending my title there. Uh, that I'm holding the first ever one title for that federation, and that will be um, a match against Cameron Star on Saturday. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, she's a really good female contender so i'm we're going to be having some fun and i'm keeping my title mm-hmm. <laughs> and you you're actually like a, mul- a multiple championship holder in in different companies aren't you uh i, yeah, I believe right i saw now, like a I company six six, six. <laughs> oh, <hell. Good> <laughs> okay <laughs> wow <laughs> Um, you know, there was there, you, you know, uh, Grandmaster Sexy on uh, WWE, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if you've ever got a chance to meet Brian or not. Brian Christopher, he's Jerry Lawler's son. Um, he, uh, at one point in Memphis wrestling history, he walked out and was carrying a little red wagon behind him and had all of his oh, title wow. belts that he, I think he had six or seven title belts at the time. And he was carrying oh, all the title uh, belts in the red wagon and everything, and I, I think I could picture you doing that. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, you know what? 
I'll tell you what I've been doing. I have two slaves that I whip on my way to the ring. I've seen that. <laughs> I have their heads wrapped in plastic, and they're my broken men. And I, I have them hold the ones that I can't hold. Uh, that's great. <laughs> I like that. I like that's, it. That's, that's impressive. That's that, cool. Yeah, that's awesome. That is great. <laughs> and they, they enter the ring at my at my beck and call, and, and they exit, or they lay on the ground, and I stand on top of them in the middle of the ring before my opponent comes in. So it's just showing it's – showing, people how you take charge of these heck yeah that's awesome <laughs> you know that, i've never seen something like that in wrestling that would, that would work on tv i uh, know uh, i take some crazy risks because you know a lot of times people don't want they they want to regulate what you do when you go out there and they'll be like oh we're good they're just coming out with me and then when they come out and i'm whipping them and everybody's jaw is like what Mm. <laughs> 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 so like even the promoters everybody's like just kind of like got this shocked look in their face <laughs> wow and i'm actually whipping these guys i mean these guys are obviously they're my buddies and they're they're in the business for the right reasons so they they're just the best troopers the best ever to travel with because i don't know anybody that's willing to do that for anybody else yeah well that, so that's they've been they've been awesome to me <laughs> wow that's awesome that's <laughs> yep. Yep. i'm gonna and definitely have to freaking out yeah <laughs> i'm obviously really freaking out and in the, all the shows i've been to growing up at the coliseum MEW, anything down here, I've never seen or heard of anything like that. Yeah, I haven't either. I know, that's I awesome. I think that's why I've got six title belts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nobody wants to get whipped, and they're like, what the hell just happened? Yeah, holy crap. But, yeah, but I t well, I tell you what, uh, we're going to save – uh, some stories and stuff for another time, and okay. uh, we're gonna we're gonna okay. wrap our uh, interview up here. We really want to thank you for your time and everything, and uh, you know well, we you. really I would like to talk to you again sometime, and definitely schedule that. And um, I mean, it's it's an honor to talk to you. It's an honor. Give Malachi our best, and uh, you know, I will. I will. We'll, uh, we'll definitely get him on sometime soon. I'm sure. And for the folks yeah. listening, where can folks find you on social media? You can find me on Twitter at T-H-E-G-R-H-I-N-C-H-E-Y-E-N-E. Follow me on Twitter. I usually pub everything I'm doing on there or put pictures up. Um, if you're looking to book or promote, you can just contact me at G-R-H-I-N at Yahoo.com. I'm also on Facebook. Um, so you can find me on Facebook under The Great Cheyenne or my real name, Alma Chaitas. So... Um, but if you just type in Great Cheyenne Wrestler on Google, everything comes up, LinkedIn, you name it. So it it's, should be fairly easy for people to contact me for bookings, which I'm always happy to do. That That's great. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. Cheyenne, thank, thank you so you much. I think this, me. Yeah, I think this was a very fun interview, and it, I hope hang, people – Hang out with us a second uh, once we get offline here because uh, we want you to do a little something for us. But, uh, yeah, we – Again, thank you. We can't thank you enough for coming on, and we'll definitely uh, we'll definitely have you on again because <laughs> I want to I want to hear about you. when you get to hold about ten title belts, and you got you got you got to you got to hire another guy to get it get it out there for you. I've been looking forward to it. It's always a blast. Always I'm always happy to talk about wrestling, and um, you guys are awesome. So thank you so much for having me. Um, I'm very humbly grateful your time and your efforts and i appreciate it i really do all right well thank you so much stick around we'll be right back welcome back and thank you for listening that interview was incredible that guy that was awesome cheyenne is a very very passionate person when it comes to wrestling and you just hear it oh yeah in her voice. Thank you again <laughs> to Cheyenne. Let's do some quick plugs because we haven't done that yet. Be sure you're following us on Twitter. We are at Oversell Podcast. I am at Shropenuts, S-C-H-R-O-E-P-N-U-T-S. I am at One Dangerous Dan, all at spelled out, and I am on Facebook as well, Dangerous Dan Matthews. At WolfMike23. Also, go to OversellPodcast.com. Check out the Amazon link. It's time to start shopping. Go to Amazon. Click that link. There's no extra fees, hidden fees. 
special fees or anything like that. It's just a commission we get whenever you buy something off Amazon.com through our link. Go also on our EverSellPodcast.com, uh, we have a message board. I don't know if it's being used a lot, but yeah, it's not. Go, <laughs> go, get on the message board. We can have some great wrestling discussions there. Um, you know, we'll read the best submissions on the air. Um, tweet at us, whatever you can. Uh, Just talk to us. Uh, Facebook.com slash Oversell Podcast. Um, I think that's, uh, you know. cover all the bases? I think so. Um, Go listen to the Three Handle Moss Covered Wrestling Podcast, TTHMC, on Twitter. And my buddy Fred, who was extremely nice um, to me this week, offered me a lot of kind words for what, you know, the situation uh, my family had this week. And thank you, Fred, at the letter K, Fabe Connection. Really good podcast. Uh, very, very passionate wrestling fan. So thank you, Fred, man. Really, he's up there in Indiana. So, mm-hmm. And I, when we talked on the phone a little bit, he loves our show yeah. because um, we give him – he gets to know what's going on with the indie shows in Memphis. Yeah. You know, that's what right, I like right. about our show is, you know, we can cover a basis of wrestling yeah. that not the whole country doesn't get to see. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, it's great that we, we have such a far reach, too, you know, with uh, – just get to just being on the internet because a lot of the guys, you know, they don't have time or whatever to promote themselves and everything. And this gives them an outlet for that. You know, I'm, I'm happy that we've, you know, had Dustin star on, we've had the great Cheyenne on, we've had, you know, Derek all King. these people, Derek <coughs> King, we interviewed Bruno for two hours. I mean, Alan Jesus, Steele. You know? I mean, it, 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 spe- it speaks volumes to, you know, this area, you know, and a lot of these guys, you know, they get opportunities and hope they get they get themselves out there and they get their name out there, you know. And uh, you know, anybody who who's local, you're more than welcome to contact us, you know, and schedule an interview. You know, yes, we'd, sir. We we'd love to have people on. We love talking wrestling. It doesn't matter who you are, you know. It just anytime anybody wants to come on, you know, all you got to do is hit us up. But. Uh, what else we got going on? Well, I don't know. It, it's that time. Is it that time to it's end the show? Time. It's, it's that, that time. It's that time. <laughs> um, actually, next week, let me go ahead and plug our guest next week. I, I believe um, our guest next week mm-hmm. has wrestled the great Cheyenne some, mm-hmm. Serafini. Oh. All right. So she's going to be joining us. Uh, but other than that, I think it's time we do Superstar of the Week. So, Super. guys, I ask you this. Who is your <laughs> Superstar of the Week? The only reason you do this segment is so you can do that right what? there. Yeah, you put yeah. <laughs> so got the mixer. I got to use like, it. Right? He likes turning that knob. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, I just I actually like to shake Dan's eyeball sh- out of his head a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. All right, guys. Superstar of the week, Dan. Uh, I am gonna say Bray Wyatt. I like it. You know, I like and, it. Uh, and the Wyatt family as a whole, because I understand that whole production that went on that he stole the Undertaker and Kane's powers and everything. Yeah, you know, it's so, bring that supernatural activity. Let's put that in the forefront there. Uh, Bray Wyatt's my superstar of the week. I missed it. You missed <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Took Mike? me by surprise. I have a couple. Okay. R&D. <laughs> good, good choice. <laughs> And Dustin five star. Oh, I like it. I like it. Dustin will like to hear that. I think he listens yeah. to the show. So, and I actually, I didn't get a chance to talk to him, but I did actually see him at the uh, Grizzlies game on Halloween night. He was there. Him and Marie over there, full costume. What he were their was, costumes this year? They do was, something crazy. Every he was year. dressed up as Robin. Oh, that oh, was great. Yeah. <laughs> I she saw was cat she was Catwoman. Yeah, back was it Catwoman or Batgirl? I think she was Batgirl. Yeah, yeah. Was did Batgirl. they have Brady with him that night? I didn't see him. Uh, basically, it was right after the game. Uh, I was walking over to one of the locker rooms. Yeah, I was in the middle of working, uh, and they were just walking past. And even in costume, like I took a double take, and I was like, ah, I know who that is, but yeah. couldn't didn't get a chance to go over there and say hi or anything. Yeah. It but like, it, it, uh, did, it looked like just him and Maria. That's all I saw. <laughs> I think he said on the uh, local 24 uh, news the other day, he was like, uh, everybody kept telling him he was the biggest jacked up Batman they've ever seen. Or <laughs> biggest jacked up Robin. Robin yeah. yeah. Me, big, yeah. Biggest jacked up Robin they'd ever seen. <laughs> Who do I want to go this week? Who do I want to go? <clears throat> you know what? I haven't made him my Superstar of the Week, and I'm a super fan of the guy. So my Superstar of the Week is Pow! Pow! <laughs> pow! Yeah, pow! Chris, Chris Lex. Lex. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, we're going to get out of here. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for subscribing on iTunes. The easiest way to get to this podcast is subscribing on iTunes. Um, Whenever Google Play 
launches podcast, which should be soon. We were already set up. Awesome. So all those Android users out there with Google Play, it'll be a lot easier to get to our podcast through your Android phone. Nice. And whenever Spotify starts doing their podcast thing, we're set up to go with them as well. Cool. Sweet. So a lot of ch- ways to come up to listen to this podcast coming soon. Hey, if you listen to us on iTunes, give us a quick review. Give us five stars and leave a little comment on the page because that helps out with more exposure we get. Well, guys, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. Guys, we will talk to you next week. This is the Oversell Podcast. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.